Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Dave, it's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now, <laughs> seriously, don't. Hang out from home, where pants are optional. You can do it for America. Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Those of you who couldn't tell, that line was, I'm telling y'all, it's... Yes, that was on purpose. Welcome to another edition of Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. I am on social media at Chair Shot Greg. You can find me there. You can find me pretty much anywhere that, that you're looking for me uh, at Chair Shot Greg. You can even email me. Greg DeMarco at thechairshot.com. You can go to thechairshot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. Lots of information there. You know, it, it, it's I think it was on the Miranda show last week where she gave me, referred to me by the, the less often used kingpin nickname, courtesy of one PC Tunney. So I'll give myself a song. All right, so of course, Chair Shot Radio is part of, I mean, if it's called Chair Shot Radio, it's got to be part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can hear over at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. For all of your hardest hitting wrestling reviews, news, opinions, and analysis, and so much more, it's sports entertainment and sports and entertainment. It's thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. 
always use your head. And because now we are involved in all sorts of media, you can follow it on social media at ChairShot Media. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. God, I said media like 14 times right there. I graduated a long time ago from the school of redundancies, and that's why I did. couple quick updates for you guys before we jump in and have some fun with Miranda Morales and Patrick O'Dowd. On my side of things, the newest edition of The Greg DeMarco Show has dropped with CFL linebacker for the Toronto Argonauts, Chris Aki. Just a great time I had with Chris. Recorded that actually the day after Memorial Day, so getting a little bit of backlog content out there. But it's, it's a fantastic interview about the differences between Canada and the U.S., which is a lot of fun going into his career as well. So check that out over at thechairshot.com. I got another Greg DeMarco show slated for this week with UFC insider, the guy I've known for a few years now, Jim Greeshaber. Grease did a great job. He actually covered UFC 250, one of 10 media members to get a credential to head up to Vegas and cover 250. And he talks about that experience and the testing and the quarantine involved and all of that coming. So definitely continue to stay tuned. We have established a new YouTube channel. Get those links out soon as, as we're slowly getting all the podcasts over there. Got some new video content coming. Got a new video dropping tomorrow. And uh, just some more stuff coming as well. Some videos you might not expect coming soon. So definitely look out at that. And we even, as, as you saw last week at the chair shot, and they even talked about it on the edition of Bandwagon Nerds that dropped last week, actually, I think. And then and you probably got to talk about it again on the one that dropped today. But we got a brand new gaming podcast titled A Winner Is You. DPP and a cast of characters talking about games and just a lot of fun there. So much stuff. Not all wrestling, but if you're a wrestling fan, we got stuff that would appeal to you. So, so much, so much. I'm excited. Patrick, I know you're excited to talk today. We haven't talked about it, but I'm sure when you saw the name Randy Orton on the rundown, you were thrilled. I am thrilled to I talk about were. Randy Orton today. Yes, you're hearing the voices I, in your I, head. Yeah, I totally uh, did, a, did a little extra work prior to the show I, after i got the rundown i did i did some some wwe network watching did you i actually little, yeah it's not on your guys rundown of course because i like to keep these things for myself to make myself look smarter than i really am i crunched some numbers and i got some numbers to present later when we're talking about randall keith orton i, I feel like it's okay to go government with randy orton better than like phil Bruce. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I just have to throw in that if, if you weren't going to do it, I was going to address him by, by not only his government name, but you know, what, what Wikipedia uh, formally addresses him by. And uh, in this day of age, that seems a little bit more important. I guess so. Yeah. I, it, it helps that it's the name, you know, two thirds of it, he goes by anyway. So it definitely does help <laughs> that it's, but before we get into some Randall Keith, we'll just call him Randall Keith today, RK. We'll drop the O from the Watch RKO. Out Watch out. Ooh, Watch Patrick out for Keith. Man, I, I, we haven't played Watch Out for Keith in quite a long time. I got I to gotta find Watch Out for Keith. Watch out for Keith. There you go. I don't even have the long. I don't even know where the long one is. I'm not even sure if I still have the long. Watch out for Keith. But I got the short one. Watch out for Keith. All right. So before we talk about one Randall Keith Orton and later in the show, Everybody's favorite topic set for the three-minute warning. We're going to talk some wrestling because I got to work in. Before we do that, Miranda Morales, you know what time it is. It's time to sell some t-shirts. Yes. Yes, it is. So, everyone, if you are looking for a new t-shirt, you're looking for some new merch to wear. It's summertime. You, you uh, may be going outside now that the weather is better. Well, 
I got just the thing for you. You can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own t-shirt representing the chair shot.com. There you're going to find over 25 different variety of t-shirts, different styles, different logos, and different colors. And of course, I mean, the best style to get is soft style. You knew I was already going to say that. However, you know, there's still a lot that you can choose from. Uh, we still support you if you do decide to not go in the style of soft. But again, it's it's highly recommended. I'm, I'm working on getting a, a medical uh, backing on this to say that soft style is better for your health. It's not I, I, I'm not a medical professional, but uh, I'm working on the research funding behind this to, to prove it. But uh Going to ProWrestlingTees.com, uh, their t-shirts start at $19.99, but again, if you want to add a little extra and pay a few dollars more, you can. There you're going to find classic chair shot t-shirts, of course, multiple always use your head, the OG chair shot shirt, uh, chair shot worldwide, and of course, some of our favorites like hashtag save tag team wrestling, suck it nerd. Uh, the of course, uh, Baron Corbin sucks, and my favorite, the Queen of Soft Style shirt. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t shirt. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot for your very own chair shot t shirt today. F A B U L O U S. That song, of course, is for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. You can find him on your Twitter machine at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, also the host of Bandwagon Nerds, besides... Dave, abruptly cutting off the opening theme of the show, what can we expect to hear if people tune in to the edition of Bandwagon Nerds that dropped today, which is Tuesday when we record this? You're going to get a deep dive with Christopher Platt. I think that's the best way to describe the back half of our show with a conversation that started talking about HBO Max dropping Gone with the Wind and just went everywhere. It is a conversation that myself, Dave, and DP had with with Platt that was so great. I really like it. I hope you all listen to it. You'll also catch a snippet at the end of the show instead of the playout music of the new podcast that Greg mentioned, A Winner Is You, uh, to give everybody a little bit of a sample of what they're doing with that gaming podcast. So give us a listen. Check us out. It's a good time. Of course, the aforementioned Christopher Platt. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The official voice of... The chair shot soundbite. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, Miranda. Now, last week wasn't bad, but the week before, we all know what happened. So it's time. It's time to deliver your your moment of the show. I mean, you had one moment already with with the commercial, but it's it's Royal Rumble countdown time. Just laying the groundwork for the Royal Rumble countdown. Yes. Are you ready? Yes, it is. Because it's time time for the Royal Rumble. As it's, I'll ever be. It's time. It's time! Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 
Okay, that uh, technology failed you on that one because it, what? Because yeah, it it definitely. Failed. I had my microphone up, like I purposely move, you know, made it louder. All of it. I, I think don't, you. No, failed. no, it wasn't me. Because Patrick saw it too. Because I saw the look on his face or heard it too. Yeah, you, you cut out at probably the worst possible moment to cut out. So, and yes, yes, as Patrick put in our chat, you're back to Godzilla movie mode as well. Big time. You can, yeah, we see it like five minutes after you say it. So we got to do it again. All right, good enough. That's still low key one of the best theme songs ever. Like serious. It used to be my ringtone. I know. I remember. Like back, back in the day when you used to have music for ringtones, because that was. I the still thing have Adam Cole as my notification. That's very, very nice. But I loved that song. Yeah. The, the worst and part he, was at WrestleMania 30 when they sung it, and you realize just how big of a douchebag that band is. Like, like they looked like a bunch of douchey losers. Right. But they sing Randy <laughs> Orton's theme song. So they, they put together a dope theme song. Though. They sure did, and it's that I cannot sing along with without inserting the I, I was going to say. Bryan so do you time. remember the words, the the alternate verses that I wrote for this song? I just remember I see Daniel Bryan. That's the only one that stuck with me. <laughs> so I, I see if I can get to the part of the song where it is, but it's um, I hear voices crying. I see Daniel Bryan. I see uh, big, I see Big Show crying. Because that's back when the big show would cry. Devon's testifying. That's the line. So let's get the to full the full verse. Let's get to it. Wait, that's the wrong theme song. Hang on. <laughs> See? Let's get to it. Okay. Here it comes. I see Daniel Bryan. I see Big Show's crying. Devon's testifying. See, it's perfect. It does work. work. It does. I know. I, I wrote it years ago. That and when I took the uh, the the Rage Against the Machine song "Testify" and <laughs> turned it into Devon getting the tables and test the fries or something like that. Check the fries. Yeah, there was a Check whole big. I, I have to go back and Think find it. This oh. is like ten years ago. Four one one maintenance, but it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Just back. like riding the bike. Coming back it's all coming back. So quick aside before we get into the Randy Orton topic that I'm very excited. First of all, quick check. Yep, we're recording the show 16 minutes in. Very excited about that. Always have that moment of fear. But for those of you watching at home, I just muted the mic so I could. You're welcome. 
The greatest <laughs> wrestling match ever. Tell him that. Why not? This That's, isn't being paid. We pull <laughs> back saying. the curtain. You know how this works. We pull back the curtain. You used the pull back the curtain line last week on the hashtag Miranda show to, to, to the guest. You explained us pulling back during your interview. So you, you know what pulling back the curtain is all about on this program. Patrick does too because he's probably the first person to ever use that line. Uh, just like he's the first person to ever say that Roman Reigns is going to be a big star. Anyway. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Damn it. Here's your one. Find it. Here comes the big dog. Oh. You're welcome. That's actually what I was looking for. I wasn't. I, I like the I like the big dog. Here comes the big dog. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. The big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. With the big dog. Big dog. Oh, Michael Cole. So I want to talk about the greatest wrestling match ever because, okay. Sorry. I'm shocked that, like, the whole world, myself included, didn't realize what was going on. Like, first of all, the theme song for Backlash was for The Greatest Showman, and it was like a redone of the song. So there's a tie-in right there. The greatest wrestling match ever was cinematic. It wasn't supposed to actually be the greatest wrestling match we've ever seen. Like, there was a theme... And I just think people completely missed that book. Completely missed. They weren't actually trying to put on the greatest wrestling match that ever took. Edge was even making fun of it on social media. Right. I I felt like it was an homage to greatest wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think it was very intentional with the dropping of the MSG mic to Howard Finkel doing the recording introductions. The piped-in crowd noise, right. which people got really angry about, which I don't understand. Very much commentary explained it when, it, like, at the beginning of the match, like they explained why they were piping it. It's not like they did it to sure. fool anyone. Sure, I mean, fans, you know, internet's got an internet though. So, and if you look at at the construction of the match and what they did, like there were just nods to other wrestlers throughout oh, yeah. time and history, like throughout the whole match and whether it was edge hitting a rock bottom triple H or not triple H Randy Orton dropping the pedigree. It, I got what it was trying to do. It was a very fine match. Like it would have in front of a wide crowd. It would have gone over quite well, I think. And yeah, I don't see why I think, I think people didn't. Yeah, you're right. People didn't catch on to what it was going to be yeah, ahead of time. They were really hung up on the the moniker, and I, I, me included. Like I was like, "Why are they putting this moniker out here? They're just begging for it to fail." Like that's what you're right. thinking, because like because people like, and then they're throwing Steamboat and Savage and Hulk and Andre and Austin and The Rock and Austin and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. I was like, "Damn, that is." Those are some serious shoes, people. Adam Cole and Johnny Gar. Oh, they didn't put them. They did not. No, yeah. they didn't. That they just did missed miss the one. cut, apparently. That's a soundbite. I didn't get a text. That's a soundbite. Uh, I, I see how this is, uh, like Patrick said, too, an homage. Both of you said an homage, almost a love letter to, to professional wrestling. I talked about the uh, Firefly Funhouse uh being an homage or a love letter to maybe the more marky fans or kind of the more not cynical fans but to a certain population of fans because i had so many inside easter eggs and little nuggets uh, of referencing you know say cena and bray wyatt's past and this did it in a way that was way less obvious but still an homage to um, great periods of professional wrestling and really focusing on professional wrestling not gimmicks not uh uh, uh, any type of other matches, just pure 
professional wrestling matches um, with the, the move sets uh, and all of that. So I do believe that that's, that's what it was, but because it just wasn't so obvious or in your face um, in the way that they presented it, other than just pushing the greatest match ever, I could see why some people kind of miss the mark or interpret it in a different way. It's so funny, too, because you talked about how it was less gimmicky, but the WWE has come full circle to the point where a wrestling match is now a gimmick match. Like, that's basically <laughs> what they did. They put on a rest. Nothing says we're not a wrestling company like the greatest wrestling match ever being your gimmick match on on back like literally and here's the sad thing about it it was the second best cinematic match of the show because my god the viking prophet <laughs> segment was amazing yes! like i loved that emily may who's been doing videos for the chair shot she's got a video dropping tomorrow and it's all about the viking prophet segment and dude ninjas on motorcycles like there's just nothing like i'm sorry i don't you can take your pure wrestling you can take your whatever this I am one hundred percent. This is what I want WWE to. I really do. Like, like this is this is great. I can get the other stuff elsewhere. No one does this better than them. It was so good. Like that thing. We got the dream segments, magical turkey legs. Like it was just so fantastic. And there wasn't a, a payoff to it at the end. So it's got to continue. And yeah, I just loved it. Hundred. I just completely loved loved it. Patrick, are they saving tag team wrestling? Not particularly. <laughs> they're saving, yeah, they're saving cinematic they're, tag team wrestling. They're, they're saving entertainment. They are definitely yes. putting the E in the WWE. No one is, is saving sure. tag team wrestling. Not even the vaunted AEW no. is saving tag team. There's, there's, yeah, I find, no find me refuge. There's, there's no, there's no place. I mean, you can watch New Japan where there's random eight man tag match. That no, Greg, no. In fact. <laughs> I'm almost going to use my two our, our two week homework assignment that you haven't hit on yet just to do a tag team match, even though it's not my favorite match of the all, of all time. It's like not I'm favorite. going to scour it's through some greatest so hits. That is that is a perfect segue. So let me go into that before we talk to Randy. Talk about I talk to Randy Orton. No, I right. that in a heartbeat, but talk about Randy. So in two weeks, and it's two weeks for a reason because Patrick O'Dowd's not going to be here next week. And well, this boy, do, boy, do we got something planned for next week. <laughs> Yes. See, if, see how much planning Miranda does so I have the weekend to pull that off. But um, in two weeks, I want to identify our actual greatest wrestling match. So I want each of us to come to the table with our greatest wrestling match ever. Maybe three or four other options that we had. Um, there are honorable mentions. There's no ties that are allowed. I want to point that out right now. No ties are allowed. and and But we want to come to the table with our actual greatest wrestling match. We're going to do that in two weeks. Right here on Chair Shot Radio. Also, I, I want to be clear about something because we haven't revisited this in a while. I haven't reset this. So Patrick's going to be gone next week. And we have a little something that's never been used. The Danger Zone card that each Patrick and, and Miranda do hold. And the, the rules are if you use it, you then cannot use it the following week. And, and Patrick, I've never made a stipulation for being gone the following week. So you could make an argument that if you used it this week, your, your week without would be next week. Therefore, you'd be able to do that. I'm not saying you have to you're, use it. I'm you're, just saying you're saying this is my chance to push the Playboy be. Buddy Rose Hall of Fame <laughs> induction pitch. Is that what you're saying? Thousand percent guarantee you, Miranda. That was not what Greg was expecting me to say right there. I, oh yeah, I didn't have an expectation. Things. I didn't have an expectation because I knew you weren't going to go with the topic that caused the creation of the Danger Zone segment. But I also, sure. I, with you, it could go any one of a million directions. Yeah. 
And this week it was Playboy Buddy Rose. It sure was Playboy Buddy Rose. So I'm just throw it out there. You probably got about 30, 35 minutes left to utilize it if you want to. If you don't, that's okay no, too. Anyway, I do, I do want to know, Miranda. Do you know who Playboy Buddy Rose is? Playboy Buddy Rose. Yes. I do not. You need to go look up Playboy Buddy Rose at some point, at the very least, to see the commercials that he he did. Yes. The commercials, commercials that he fantastic. used to do. Oh my God! We'll send him. Speaking well, of entertainment, cinematic. Back before cinematic was a thing. Okay, back to Randy Orton. Back to Randall Keith Orton. So after defeating Edge in the greatest wrestling match ever, Randy Orton then vanquished Christian in a sports entertainment main event on Raw and now could be poised to be the next challenger for Drew McIntyre. Randy's already a 13-time world champion. Already main evented WrestleMania multiple. He's won two Royal Rumble, one Money in the Bank briefcase, 17 championships. And my question for you guys and what I want to discuss is just where Randy Orton falls in the quote-unquote all-time. Now, there's so many different ways we can go about this, um, but I'm going to leave it open-ended and I'll let Patrick start and we'll see where it takes us because I know he did some research. I did some research. Um, yeah, where does Randy fit all-time? So... I looked at it in the context of the WWE because that's where we've seen him work. I think he is a top 10 WWE wrestler of all time. And if there was a number one underrated wrestler of all time, I think it's Randy Orton. Because this guy, first of all, the the level of vitriol he used to get when, when very early in his career about his capabilities and his ability to work or whatever. Like, it was brutal. Go, well, I'm you gonna, can go back and archive the Twitterverse. Like, it was gross. I want to jump in. I want to jump chin- in real quick because you yeah, were you were early on the on the bandwagon. You were the early Randy Orton supporter. But here's the biggest right. thing. We, and I say we because I was one of them. The things we complained about regarding Randy Orton are now the same exact things we love him for. All the stupid little right. mannerisms back then are now the little things he does so well. Like, it's just, he's done it, and he's done it for so long that it's, again, come full circle to where that's greatness, and, and that's what he's doing. So, it, But you were always a Randy Orton fan. I remember when people started to turn around, right around WrestleMania 26, you were yeah, like, right he came out, and you were the first one popping for, for Randy Orton. And, and of course we were there the night he turned face basically at night after WrestleMania right. and just huge star at that point. Huge star. Yeah. I think that it's so interesting with like second generation wrestlers, third generation wrestlers, they have to get past that shadow of their, of their parent, even if it's cowboy Bob Orton, who respectable wrestler in his own right by, you know, by no stretch of the imagination am I saying Bob Orton was, was trash. I'm not saying that. But like Randy Orton still had to overcome being Bob Orton's son. And people would just like, because he did a chin lock as part of his moveset, you know, it was one of his five moves of doom to bring it back to last week, Miranda. Like, like people would go nuts if he did a, did a chin lock and be just pissed off that he did a chin lock. It's like, why? Freaking, I just, the, the work that I did, I watched um, Steamboat Flare 2 in their trilogy on the, the Clash of Champions. Two out of three, four. You know how many chin locks are in that match? Oh, goodness. Tons. But that shit's classic. Of course it is. Randy Orton did a chin lock. It was like, fuck that guy. He also, as Jim Ross would let you know, had the best drop kick in the business. That was the, that was the other thing you just set everybody off, was when Jim Ross would say that Randy Orton had the best drop kick in the business. And the reason they are pissed is because he was right. He had a very beautiful drop Still kick. Still does. Exactly. I mean, it's Okada beautiful, level. Beautiful drop yeah. He's such a fine athlete. And once he got smaller, he just is so he, – yeah. he's so – 
fluid in the ring. Like that's the thing that I really have always appreciated is his ability to move and his overall athleticism. He just makes everything look easy. And I think that's part of it too, is when it looks easy to a person, when a person makes it look easy, you almost question their effort. And I really think that that was a big thing about Randy Orton early in his career is that people thought he was just getting handed shit, kind of like the rock. He was just getting handed his place and then he wasn't earning it. And, you know, you look at that big class that they always talk about, the big four of Orton, Batista, Lesnar, and Cena. And who's going to be there at the end? It's, it's going to be, it's going to be Orton. Randall. Mm-hmm. Orton's the lifer. Yeah. yeah. Keith, Keith is the lifer. <laughs> and it, it is the one that deserves your love. Watch out for Keith. Go ahead, Marina. No, I, I, I agree. I am going to add some elements to it, I guess, just to throw another perspective. And I've had kind of a complicated love-hate relationship with Randy Orton. And a lot of it has nothing to do with his wrestling. And I feel like that's also where things can get misconstrued by fans is trying to separate that line between him being a really good wrestler and maybe just not liking things that he does or his previous attitude towards certain things or maybe the way that he was treated. Um, I feel like those are all aspects of his legacy and his history. And of course, you know, I don't think there's any great wrestlers out there that don't have a complicated past or complicated history within wrestling. But I do think it's somewhat important to acknowledge it because I feel like if there are fans out there that are kind of conflicted like me, it's you just got to look at everything as is and, and all of the facts and really understand where maybe your feelings of, dislike or just maybe underwhelm whatever it is about randall keith orton you may or may not like where it's all coming from and i've talked about this before um as kind of the one time i really remember having a definite opinion about randy orton and that was really through this whole eddie guerrero uh ray mysterio randy orton storyline after uh, eddie guerrero had passed away um and ray mysterio and randy orton started to have this a rivalry, a lot of the things that Randy said about Eddie and, and his legacy and, you know, his death really struck a chord with me, not only because I'm a fan of Eddie Guerrero, but I also just come from a culture where you you really don't speak ill will of the dead. So for me as a fan, granted, it did the right thing. It was getting me as a fan upset. Uh, he was doing his job perfectly. And that's one thing that uh, as a fan, when you really don't like a heel, it's because they're doing their job. And that's one thing I do have to commend him for. And his heel work, he is the best out there still to this day. Um, and I, that may come out as flat sometimes because it wasn't as maybe as larger than life or dynamic when it comes to his promo works and say a John Cena. Um, but because of the fact that he was consistent and it was the little things that he did to make you dislike him was incredibly smart. So I do think there's his character work that is underrated more than his wrestling. Um, and the way that it was perceived by fans was maybe that it was flat, uninteresting, not dynamic enough, enough but really you know he was able to pull things out of you emotions out of you about not liking someone and the way he treated his competitors and other people uh, in in the WWE that really made you hate him and i think that was a rarity it wasn't cheap heat it wasn't you know any cheap ploys it was real for me real dislike of the man so that's something that i 
went back and forth on about this because he's not one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but I absolutely see him in top 10, but it's also because he did his job. He, I hated him. I hated him. Uh, and I still even don't like him now. Uh, I was really rooting for edge. I didn't want him to win. I absolutely understand why, but it's because he's been doing his job now for God knows what 15 years uh, of making me hate him. Uh, so that consistency I don't know anybody that has had that kind of consistency in character work. And I and, do feel like that was under good health. Yes. Yeah. Like rel- relative Especially good health compared career, to, yeah. you know, some of these other guys you're supposed to, he's a, he's a, his youth in particular, he was a douchebag. He was as a person. And like he he's a terror. Like he's shit in people's bags. Like and he would he was admit terrible. it too. He'd admit it right now. If you asked him, like he would, right. he's admitted coming around on, on even the whole black lives matter movement. Like he's talked about what he's learned and he's so open and honest and always has been. And sometimes that's a detriment and sometimes it's positive. So he made his debut at the age of 19 years old. So yeah. he turned, Ooh. he turned 20, like a couple he, weeks later after he made his professional. And well, didn't we do a show where we talked about like how many titles he could win just because of his mm-hmm. age? Yeah, I, we, I sure feel like because because I looked up his age and was like, shit, this dude's really young. He's, and he's 40 now and he's still not done. Right. And he's probably got right. a good five years left, if not more, if he wants to. And and that's the, the greatest thing about Randy Orton. And on the, on the all time earnings list, he's probably a lot further up there than you think just because of longevity. And, you know, even now he's I think he's under a two million dollar a year, five year contract. He takes a, he keeps a private jet. And he doesn't own a private jet. That was a joke he did on social media. But he, he definitely, you know, has the private jet and, and he's he's just become a huge legend. And, of course, and he speaks out the things he speaks out on now are, are the reasons why he's been so successful. Like he speaks out on not killing yourself in the ring and career longevity and all of this. There's a lot to be learned and the things that he says with. It. And it's just, yeah, I definitely think top 10 to me, because to me, Mount Rushmore, for whatever argument you want to make, you've, you've got Hogan, you've got Flair, you've got Rock, you've got Austin, and you probably got Cena. Like, that should be your top five. Then when you look at that next five, you've got Triple H, you've got Shawn Michaels, you got Bret Hart, you got Sting, you got, you know, does Orton fall in there? Edge could be in that argument, as, as we've talked about before. There's so many people. And so I ran some numbers, and because and, I wanted to kind of make some comparisons and draw some comparisons. And I went with... Mainly contemporaries, and then I got some historicals in there. Um, so Randy Orton is a 13-time world champion, and he's held 17 total championships in his career. That makes him—that means that 74% of his title reigns have been. Uh, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you fingering to me? There, I'm just. I'm. I'm just I'm trying to do the math. Yeah. 74%. So 74% of his titles have been world time. Now, for comparison's sake, Triple H has had 14 world titles, but 24 total titles. 58% of Triple H's titles are world titles. John Cena, 16-time world champion, 25-time champion. Therefore, Cena, 64% of the time, was a world champion. Just for the hell of it, just for shits and giggles, I wanted to throw this in there. Just to kind of compare where Randy Orton is against where some other people are. Dolph Ziggler is a two-time world champion and a 14-time champion. That's 14% of his title run. Just want to throw that in there for comparison's sake. So, now, I didn't even include, like, Steve Austin. By the way, Steve Austin, 50% of the time, was a world champion. The Rock, 59% world championships. Bret Hart, 41% world championships. And Shawn Michaels, 28% world champion. 
I mean, that's I rattled off seven, eight guys right there. Take away Ziggler, seven guys right there. I didn't include Hogan. I didn't include Flair. All right, so that's nine. Talk right about there. a rocket strapped to your ass, though. Right. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Because because you know a lot of those guys that you named off, and I and at first I was trying to explain it away in my head of being like, well, it's the era because you right. used to do that segue thing where it was like, oh, you're the Intercontinental Champion first off and on. Like Bret Hart's my favorite example. Which Orton was like Bret Hart went, yeah. Brett was a Brett was a tag guy who then worked through the Intercontinental Belt with like two or three different programs before being a world title guy the rest of his career. No, Savage, Orton, same thing. Yeah. Savage, same yeah. deal. Well, well and also Orton became champion at a time, and I know some of the others you listed in there as well. Just when there was two world titles, so I know that that skews it slightly, but not again. You have Cena on there also became champion when there's two world titles. Even Rock and Triple H, they held uh, both world titles at one point. Um, and the right. fact that Randy's held them, the highest percentage of his of his titles have been in that uh, elite level is absolutely what Patrick said. I mean, I think from day one, they knew what they were going to do with him. And the fact that he's one of the few who've actually been that successful with that rocket strap mm-hmm. to them um, is a huge testament to his career. Now, if you look at Royal Rumble wins, Orton has won two, Triple H has won two, John Cena has won two, Shawn Michaels has won two, Bret Hart and The Rock each have won one, and of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only three-time winner of the Royal Rumble. Again, you know, Ric Flair's won one, by the way. I think Hogan's won. So I didn't have them list, but Hogan is one too. There's Randy Orton once again. Like, I mean, if you know, the greatest of all time and the greatest group of all time, he belongs there, in my opinion. And it's hard to say that about a guy who's currently active, but he belongs in the conversation for the greatest to ever do this. Not the individual greatest, but he belongs in the conversation, that group, that exclusive club of the greatest professional wrestlers that have ever, at least in WWE, that have ever done it. And I don't think everyone is there. No, I don't think they are either. I think that he is, like I said, I think it's easy to underrate him. Partially because he has been a part of the company for so damn long, too. Like, I think that that makes it easy to take someone for granted. And he hasn't had, like like we talked about, he didn't have like an edge moment right. where we were worried about him not coming back ever again or retiring. or anything. Like, he haven't had that yet. And he's only 40. Right. Like, just to bring that all back. <laughs> he's only 40. How old is AJ Styles? 40, 41 maybe. Yeah, I think he's older. Yeah, AJ's is older. I think AJ's older than Randy Orton. And, and that's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like he's he, he gets to write his own ticket when he's out. Like when he's done, he, he should be able to leave however he wants oh, to yeah. leave. And I think it is. I think he's just that he's always that constant there. Some of it is feels like fatigue. I think that we've gotten past fatigue though at this point. And now I do think people are starting to appreciate it more. I don't see... Mm-hmm. The, again, it was vitriol oh, it was. earlier in his career. It so was much. straight up. And some of it you know, was because he was a terrible person. Some of it is just the flat fact that he is so good. That that whole legend killer thing was was great so good. for him. And he played it so well. And he's still playing the legend killer thing mm-hmm. as he's talking shit to Edge after he wins his match. Yeah. Like, tell your wife and kids that Uncle Randy says hi, or whatever it was. Like... He's still playing that gimmick and that character, and rightfully so. And I think that's what's going to make his legacy a little complex because a lot of those people that Greg have listed in some ways had a really good face run. 
and people view a lot of these wrestlers with some kind of fondness, whether it was the time that they grew up, even if they weren't always a face, they still had solid face periods. And I just feel like even the face periods that Randy Orton has are never going to be as memorable as his heel runs. Because he's better as a heel. Exactly. He's better as a heel, 100%. There's another guy. In the the human psychology... You want, you know, you find more of that fondness with good guys than bad. And I feel like that's just more of that mind thing that as fans, it's sometimes hard to separate and why it makes some of his legacy a little bit more complicated. You don't get the warm and fuzzies like you do. Uh, these other- uh, I, every every RKO, my heart glows. Well, <laughs> We've, I haven't even gone I there no, yet. You know what? That's a good point, though. RKOs, that leaves fans in awe. I feel like there's mm-hmm. archaeo moments that leave fans in awe, but it's still somehow they separate that from Randy Orton. They separate the right. moment of an awesome RKO from the entirety of his legacy. So Which I do feel like there's a little conflicting all. from that. Because when he hits that RKO, like go go watch any RKO video. It's what he does after the RKO. Even he's in shock half the time. That he hit the RKO where he did. He pulled like it off. So, Crazy. so good. You know what's funny is, is you talked about everybody, you know, what they remembered for, the face run or whatever. Does anyone remember Ric Flair as a baby face? And it's not apples to apples. Ric Flair and Randy Orton, I get that. And it's Ric Flair, so it's different. And we all love Ric Flair. Oh. But he wasn't a good baby face either. Like, he really wasn't. Um, he was lovable, especially the way he retired. It's the original retirement. So so there's, there's that too. But yeah, Randy is just... He's just phenomenal. He deserves every bit of praise. He really deserves everything. And yeah, the RKO, I mean, that he took that move on. Obviously, it was a diamond cutter, but it's not like DDP invented the damn thing either. You know, in all honesty, as much as everyone hates to admit it, it was from Johnny Ace. So there you go, internet. It's called <laughs> Ace Crusher before it was anything. But, right. and it was more of a stunner before it got changed. There you go. Two of the most iconic moves in wrestling invented by Johnny. I want to point that out. Not Chris Jarrett. But, that's <laughs> Internet oh. joke. Internet hey, joke. but Chris Jericho mastered the armbar, so. Yes, all 1,000. But the RKO is a part of Randy Orton's legacy as well. And it's it's so weird to use the word legacy with Randy Orton because of the faction name Legacy. But he was, and he's been there for so many amazing moments and amazing men. He's been so many guys' best opponents. You could argue that he's Daniel Bryan's greatest opponent ever. You could argue, you know, in favor of him being John Cena's certainly best edges. opponent. He's yeah. Edge's greatest opponent and greatest partner, maybe. Sorry, Christian. Like, rated RKO pretty damn good. It's not the same. But if if you look at just, just so many similarities. Miranda, you made a face there like that. This was fighting words over the edge. And Christian. No, just, I just found it funny. I was like, no, thanks, Christian. But this guy who just beat up your best friend and right. you is actually a better tag hey, team partner than, than you were. Sean, that's, Sean a, Michaels, that's a messed up logic. Sean Michaels never thanked Marty Jannetty during his Hall of Fame. For diving through the barbershop window. So there's that. Oh, well. So, yeah. So, so Randy Orton, I don't think you can put him on the mountain. I don't think you can supplant Hogan, Flair, Austin, Roxena with Randy. But I think he's in that next group. And I think when you compare him to a Triple H, when you compare him to a Shawn Michaels, when you compare him to a Bret Hart and, and, and the like, he belongs there. Whether or not, and, and I think Edge belongs there too. And I've said that before about Edge. Um, and Edge may get another one before he's done too. And, and Orton's one away from tying Triple H. And Orton could break the record. Like he's still got time. And with everybody being gone, and if you believe the news with a Z that Vince is unhappy with Raw, and that's where Randy Orton is, you know, Randy Orton's been a champion in a glass case before. You could do it again with Randy Orton. And next thing he's you a, know, he's a, he's a commodity. He mm-hmm. could be the one to cross to beat Flair and Cena. 
money in the chase. If if you have Drew chase it again, you can rewrite the the story with a different opponent and you know do what Drew has been known to to I be mean, doing well and and chasing the title. They did it with Austin. Like Austin won the title from Michaels, and the very next year he won it from Rock at WrestleMania. They did it with Seth Rollins. He beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, then turned around and had to beat him again at SummerSlam. Like it's not. You know, the formula's there and the formula works and, and you could do it with Drew McIntyre, despite the size, like like McIntyre physically shouldn't be one to have to chase so much, but whatever, if it works, it works. And I'm a big fan of doing it, but yeah, Orton's a legend and, and Orton belongs exactly where we're putting him. And if you're not putting him there, then, you know, I'm not going to go so, so far as to call you an irresponsible fan as I've done to some people in the past, but maybe it is irresponsible, Patrick O'Dowd. Maybe I should should do that because Randy Orton it deserves every bit of praise for being such. So we're going to transition real quick and, uh, yeah, let's uh, get some stuff out there. And, and I'll start off by talking about our good friends over at powerslam.tv. Of course, powerslam.tv, tons of wrestling content, only six bucks a month. You can get a free month with the promo code chair shot. I'll tell you about that in a second. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Of course, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Over 150 of your favorite wrestling promotions and Combat Zone Wrestling, the company that trained Adam Cole. Powerslam.tv. Get your free month and it's only 6 bucks a month after that. Powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Viva la raza! That song, of course, is for the Twitterless heroine, ring announcer to the stars, the queen of soft style, at the hashtag Miranda on social media. Miranda Morales. Miranda, obviously we're going to be recording the hashtag Miranda show here shortly. So what can people expect when they tune in Thursday morning when that drops on this week's edition of the hashtag you show? Yeah, so let me preface this. We are going to be talking about COVID, but it's not going to be a complete bummer. I know that when anyone talks about COVID, it's in a pretty negative light. I'm However, I've got some bad news. It's uh, surrounding us, literally. Uh, 
Greg and I live in Arizona, which is uh, one of the states that's seeing an increase in that. So I do want to talk about that and a few little hidden gems on how that's impacting wrestling within Arizona. Um, but also on a national level, there was some news released regarding WWE and its current COVID situation, how other promotions have been taking precautions uh, when it comes to COVID-19 uh, related health concerns uh, and, and really just try and put a spin on it to educate our ourselves more as wrestling fans on how COVID is impacting professional wrestling. That's right. And if all goes well, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much, but it could be a new way to listen to and, and there could be a new way to consume the Hashtag Miranda Show. Ooh. We'll see how that goes. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of all right, so it's going to take longer than three minutes to talk about this, but that's okay. We're doing really good on time this week. We need to talk about wrestling. It's just, you know, occasionally we got to reset this. We got to bring people back to back to planet Earth, as Patrick O'Dowd used to use so often. That's what made him the wrestling realist. We got to talk about wrestling news. And so I need to lay, set the groundwork because, you know, podcast listeners, there's tons of churn, tons of turnover. Who knows what episodes they've listened to before? Who knows when they discovered the show? So... We need to go back to wrestling news. So there's three types of wrestling news. I want to make sure everybody understands there's three types of wrestling. There is news that is actually true. Okay, I will write, I'm going to lead off with that. There are three types of wrestling news. One of them is news that is actually true. Okay, a good example of that could be the, the number of people that attended a specific event. All right, that is news that could be actually. There is news that is speculation when reported and ends up being true. Okay, what could that be? Someone could speculate that Drew McIntyre is going to win the Royal Rumble. They have no knowledge of the fact that Drew McIntyre is going to do that. They predict it. It comes true. Now they look really like that speculation on their part. Then there is news that is purely made up. I'm not going to give you an example of it. Just go read the Wrestling Observer and you'll find it. And you'll, um, news that is purely made up. If you're unfamiliar because you haven't talked about it in a while, there is a Wrestling Observer newsletter message board. And you can find Miranda on there at uh, uh, MelterRock69. And, and if you want to log in as Miranda, it's Patrick's mom sick is the password. So that's, uh, mm -hmm. you can definitely Pound key, you left out the pound sign. Damn it, I'm sorry. Forgot the password. Fuck. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. That's what your mom said. Uh, that's right. Uh, the pound sign? That's weird. Okay. The pound, it, you know, it's fine. Sometimes you throw spaghetti. I'm a comedian. Sometimes you try jokes and they don't work. Um, True. So, so I want to, but I really want to dig in. All right. This is what we haven't necessarily talked about and I want there are three sources of wrestling news, and this is what we haven't really talked about too. So I want to dig into these three and, and just a little bit, okay? There's news that comes directly from talent, all right? I'll give you some examples that are starting to come to light right now. A big source of wrestling news over the past few years that no longer that source, at least for WWE news, was The Revival. The Revival was feeding wrestling websites news. Uh, so was Dean Ambrose at the time. Look at the people who immediately gave wrestling websites interviews after they left the company. And you can see who sources of wrestling news were uh, while they were with the company. So, so Patrick O'Dowd, what could be wrong with, and Eric Bischoff has talked about this on his podcast, what could be wrong with wrestling news coming directly from? Uh, well, there's a couple of things that could be wrong with news coming directly from the talent. One, the talent may not know shit about shit about what they're talking about either in terms of whatever it is that they're quote unquote reporting, particularly if it's some sort of closed door meeting with management only that, that they kind of throw out there. But the other thing is, is that a lot of that news is, is being fed out there to serve an interest. And that interest is usually in the best interest of the talent that's sharing it. That's like, like why do you share that information? And if, if, 
if there's no other reason than to benefit mm -hmm. you. Exactly. And so you have to take that, you have to take that information with a grain of salt. And not only that, but you're getting someone, you're getting one individual's opinion at the same time. Right. Like, they're usually, most people don't put wrestling news out there because they're happy yeah, about something. Skewed. They just, right. They just, so that's, and that's where a lot of it comes from. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Fightful, that's almost all their news comes from. A lot of that's right. squash. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, if you really want a, a kind of a hack or whatever, figuring it out, when release time comes, look at the people that the company has no problem releasing. Bigger names that the mm -hmm. company has no problem releasing. Carl Anderson. So I'm just saying, like, just trying to, you know, just ask yourself. You had yourself something caught in your on. throat there, man. I know. I had to swallow a drink of water. Yeah, no, I got three different drinks in front of me. I finished two of them. Yeah, I, sw I swallowed <laughs> some Carl Anderson. A malted beverage, perhaps? And I love Carl Anderson, but I'm just telling her how it is. So then there's news that comes directly from the off. Miranda, what Terry could be Taylor. wrong? Oh, sorry. That's I view that more as the talent side, to be honest, because this uh, is yeah. news news that comes directly from the office that the office is intending to give to a wrestling. Mm, I see Miranda, what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. what could be wrong with that? She froze. Thinking. I was like, I I was like, I don't know who froze. <laughs> if it was, if it was, I thought I was like, because you didn't move right away. Either. I, didn't I was like, oh, is it both? Is it I my think, connection? Think more. So. I feel so, like there's a lot of parallels between. But she was talking the whole time. <laughs> we lost you for a second there, Miranda. So you might want to start your answer over. A second? Okay, 30 seconds. It, it, no, my things are slowing down. This is great. Okay. So, so oh, oh, she's back. Uh, but is she back? No. Her, okay. her mouth is moving, right. but we can't make out the words. No, we can't. It's Tucson. Ooh, pick me, pick me, okay, pick Patrick. me. Patrick. What could be wrong with news coming directly from the office? Well, news coming directly directly from the office is the PR that the office wants you to have. Like it's all about spin for the office or for the company. So again, that's that source is that's a biased source, and, and you have to just know that going in. Like it's coming directly from the office. It's coming directly from the office for a reason, and it's to make the company look good. Usually, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's they, they want it to get out, and it could be true. It could be not true. They could be trying to spin something, especially when it comes to releases, talent situations. So pregnancies, exactly. Like, like again, it could be for ratings. It could be for. Um, lastly, it's news that is really speculative on the part of the report. And I guess I will answer that. Uh, I'm gonna that we couldn't hear. Okay, and she just heard me say it too because she can hear us. But the speculative part of it, when it's speculative on the part of the reporter, to me, this is the worst kind because you run the risk of them getting it right. And suddenly now they have credibility. They have credibility as a news source. I'm using air quotes for an audio. Show. They have credibility as a news source when they just, they got lucky that they predicted. It's like when I write a predictions article and I predict that something crazy is going to happen. Like Mark Henry is going to enter the elimination chain. I called a few years ago out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. I didn't claim I had insider information. I just made a lucky prediction. But I could have been like, I knew, I someone told me, you know, and it's it's how they can suddenly gain credibility as an insider when they don't have it. And then their speculations get taken, gets taken as news in the future, and then people get upset for no reason, and it just kind of snowballs in a really, really bad way, all because uh, of news that was speculative on the part of the world. I'm not going into any specific news items today. There's obviously the, the COVID news out of WWE that we're to earlier. I will tell you this, you don't know what the situation is in Florida unless you're there. You don't know the availability of tests. I know I had someone reach out to me who lives in Washington, and they basically said there's no public availability. There's no private availability. You can't get them unless you're a medic in the state of Washington. So if WWE were doing this in Washington, they couldn't test everybody like everyone. If they did test everybody today, they canceled tapings and tested everybody. But it's not as easy as people think it is. 
and we all think it should be one. Usually the, those of us who aren't running a company think it's really easy. To, and that's right. kind of what it comes down to. And that's could fall into any one of these three categories, pretty much the speculative part. But I'll remind you of something that I've said earlier, and I've said it before about wrestling news. And I want to bring it when you hear wrestling news and it sounds really sensational. It sounds like something you wish was true or you want to be true or you can't believe it's true. You owe it to yourself as a fan to keep a level head and, and take a step back and say, wait, what else could this be? Because a lot of times the answer to the question, what else could this be, is right. And you'll be much happier, be a much happier fan in the long term, maybe not the short term, because you're, you're kind of getting rid of some of the sensational part of it, but in the long term because of it. Because remember, a lot of these wrestling news sites and a lot of these wrestling news reporters, they basically feel as though they're part of this. Because remember, this business is built on a lie even though that lie has been outed so many, many generations ago. This business is built on a lie, and there's still a lot of people who love lying as part of it. And the wrestling news cycle is a very big part of that. I'm just going to have that warning out there for everybody to understand. So Patrick O'Dowd, got the week off next week. And uh, we're, we're going gonna, we're gonna to do it without you. And, and like all I'm saying, again, Brandon's got big plans for me. Big plans. I know. She's she's trying to finalize getting me ousted from the show no, entirely. Not I get at it. All. This no, is it's, no be, it's cool. Nefarious plans are in play. It's going to be the Greg DeMarco and hashtag, or it's going to be the hashtag Brandon Greg DeMarco super such good shit show number six, I believe. And it's going to be, she's still trying to talk. Now, still now, now that I know what's going to happen, I'm going to have to redo my outro on Bad no Bandwagon Nerds because I had dropped the Miranda's trying to take my job part I'll of the there. outro. That's, that's, that's part of your thing. And now now I got to bring it back. Like I, I had softened my stance, Miranda. I see, I'm on to you now. I'm on to you. Stealing my Something. best friend in our show. <laughs> and I'm stuck on a beach. Yeah, with your family. Drinking beers. And we're creating and, and eventually we're doing a brand new show, which is so yeah, it's it's all eventually we were supposed to start that on the week that I had nothing but time. It was, it was never gonna work. The week I had last week, it was never it was just, hey, thanks for that one, Greg. Not gonna be, you were busy, you had to get a haircut and do yard work and lots of things. Yeah, that during the day. It's a shameful thing. Lobster head. Let's wrap this thing up. Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling, I almost said the wrestling realist. I almost mixed your theory. No. At wrestling realist, W-R-E-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Bandwagon nerds every Tuesday at the chair shot. The nerds review now dropping on Thursdays because we had a hole there. So we're going to fill it with review and no better way to fill it either. The nerds review. What's the, is the movie been picked this week for the nerds? Yes, we are doing the Mel Brooks classic Blazing Saddles as we start wow. a run of Mel Brooks polls. Spaceballs uh, didn't dropped win, huh? What's that? Spaceballs didn't win. No, Spaceballs is definitely is is has a strong lead on this week's poll because what okay. we're doing is we're just cycling out the winner and adding a Mel Brooks movie to the poll every time. So four Mel Brooks movies to choose from. This week we added Dracula Dead and Loving it, Dead and Loving It, and uh, when Spaceballs wins, we'll I, I'm sure that the guys because I won't be doing the show this week they'll they'll add the the next Mel Brooks film to the to the run. So right. we'll see what happens. Sounds good. Sounds good. And of course. <laughs> Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram. No Twitter. You still the Twitter is heroin if she did a takeover of our Twitter last week. Miranda, uh, maybe try to say something. All right. We'll, we'll get that fixed by next week. I promise. Thank you for listening to Chair Shot Radio. I'm at Maybe Chair by Shot the Miranda Greg. show. I hope so. we got to record it next. <laughs> I'm at Chair Shot Greg on all of your forms of social media. Visit thechairshot.com at Chair Shot Media. 
And for Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales, we bid you a good week. And remember to always soar. The never. Stronger than ever. Forever. Rocky Logan. Yo Logan. Show Logan. Yo, and Rocky, we about to make a punky 3K. Transform and optimist a proper. Tell me how my ass tastes. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.